Sit back and relax while listening to Train Kickers Podcast. I'm Dave, and along with my co-host Dan and Steve, we're going to take you all around the world to miniature wargaming. For anyone who is looking, although Steve doesn't have a computer, so his camera is never on, but if you happen to watch on YouTube, you will notice that there is no Steve present tonight. He um, just actually was at an event up in Massachusetts, I believe, this past weekend, and I believe he's doing something with the gentlemen that were hosting the event. He was there to both help as well as participate, so I think he's working on that tonight. So our goal tonight, since we don't have him with us, to talk a little bit about Imperialis. One, this was something the patrons had um, mentioned that they wanted us to start getting into. It's something we were going to get into. As well as he hasn't picked it up yet, so he doesn't really have um, anything other than the freshest doe iced in order to look at this. And we figured uh, now that both of us have looked it over a little bit, we wanted to just start talking about it. Now, this particular discussion will be a rather light discussion. We'll go through the basics of how the game is played and everything like that. And pretty soon we should have um, some content additional to it, actually some battle reports and all like that. We're painting up some things right now. Dan has most of his painted up. Uh, mine are sitting here on their giant popsicle sticks, still being worked on. <laughs> but as soon as that thing's done, obviously we'll go through that. We'll do some play videos, both in terms of just playing the game, also teaching how to play the game and all. But we thought we would give some initial impressions, some overviews, what we like, we don't, and all of that. This will probably be shorter, one of our shorter episodes, but hey, we're going into the, actually, a holiday season, but more importantly, final exam season, for me at least. So it's a little bit busy. Um, for other things you should hopefully see, I might try to record something else, but that will probably be on Friday, so you might see it on Saturday. Um, more stuff either related to Conquest or actually a discussion about things that I saw in terms of packs. Um, I wanted to be able to do a video related to that as well. So you should see that coming out hopefully by Sunday at the latest. Um, all right. And now on to the show. All right, Dan, how are you? This it is Wednesday. I don't know. I had to think about what day it was. We only ever record on Mondays or Wednesdays. <laughs> no, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, I actually finished. Okay. So. I, I'm going to say I finished the the. the that doesn't sound like you finished Imperial. it. If you have to preface the it reason, that way. yeah, only because I still have to put the the um, transfers on. Okay, but I'm so iffy on putting them on because I don't. So okay, the custodians were easy to put the transfer on because I matte paint their silver, which yeah. leaves them shiny but very much dull. Okay. Like they got a tiny shine. I don't know how to put the transfers on these guys without screwing it up like how so 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 these guys are much shinier than the custodies right okay. they're 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 metallic blue they are a metallic light blue if you want or light blue green um i know that if i were to matte spray them that metallic color would just look at my custodies yeah they would they would dull they'd still have of a course. shine to them but it'd be very dull why would you have to I, matte spray it because i'm so i don't know if uh, gloss spray would be like too glossy. I don't know if that makes any goddamn sense. So, so like, in what gloss way spray are you protecting gloss? them now? Well, right now they're not protected at all. Okay, what way no will trans- they be protected? I don't even know. Maybe none. Maybe nothing. I have no idea. Because they're plastic, so at least they won't scrape ish. Uh, they still can just general use let's face yeah. it when you take a look at these infantry bases so for anyone watching on youtube if you haven't seen them they are tiny they're, they're very tiny. very tiny have these guys right here super tiny <laughs> which means most likely when you're picking them up you're going to start by trying to always pick them up by the edge yeah, and everything like edge, that yeah. but what's going to happen when you have fat fingers you're going to pick them up by the tiny little big uh, models you have here 
which means you're going to rub off all the paint jobs over time. I wish if I had like an airbrush, I would. The only problem is then when I gloss spray them, I'd have to go back and matte gloss the bases and the banners, which I don't mind doing. That's fine by me. But I still think that gloss might be just too shiny. I, I wish I had like a, I just want like a shit copy of like something that I could just paint like really quick and then gloss it and see if it's bad. I wish I had like a shit model somewhere. Well, just don't you have like yeah. spare uh, Terminators you said? I do. Put one Terminator on like a little separate whatever yeah, random base that you have them. around. Do that because what what you might find is it might be satin. That's your best um, your best yeah. option for it. That's sort of in between. Here's the gloss I use by the way for people who are wondering. It's a uh, testers. It's it's uh, the my go to. Yeah. Testers are my go to for. Uh, I've always had problems with other uh, varnishes. Testers is the best. We're not sponsored by them. I'm no, just we're not sponsored by anyone. <laughs> um, they're more than welcome to. You can you can send him all the varnish you want. I use all of mine through an airbrush. I don't do it by can yeah. anymore. One, the weather is bad for that. If you're not very careful, so varnishes either go on perfectly or they cloud. It's rare for them to cloud if you're if you're reasonably comfortable with it. But right now, where we are in New Jersey, the temperatures are starting to get into be 30s or 40s most days. That starts to get too cold, honestly, to do it or to do it well. And if it clouds up, you can do nothing but, you know, follow what was done to the gladiators, you know, back in the BC era and coat it in olive oil. That's about the only yeah, thing you're going to be able much. to do to save the damn thing. So uh, I do everything out of an airbrush. Uh, currently, I think I'm using the AK line for their varnishes, but there's a few others that I use as well. All of them are good. I just spray everything through the airbrush. So, but it should. I mean, I said, if you're worried about it, I would go with the satin. Go in between. Test it out, of course. But if you go with something in between, it should do well enough. Because you're going to want something on those models. You're, It's going to be too small. You're going to end up handling the models. It's going to be too annoying to make sure you're always grabbing the base. Even if not, just grabbing the base alone, you are going to wipe off anything you do on that base enough if you're just grabbing them at them like that. It absolutely will happen. Oh, and also, it shouldn't be picked up by this. But I do apologize if anyone hears sirens in the background i thought half our town was on fire it turns out it's santa santa's going around in a fire engine handing out uh candy canes the kids i guess i don't know i'm hoping there's a krampus behind him something like that telling them they're not going to be good they're going to throw me in the backup car but if you do hear any of that that's what it is i don't live in uh an exceptionally dangerous neighborhood i work somewhat in one i don't live in one um so is that all you have left to do on your models? You just got to... Uh, yeah, it's literally just the transfers. The bases are done. The models are done. They came out with really well. Thunderhawk. So it's weird because I'm so... No, it's so weird because I, I pulled some of the contrast on it. So like all the other tanks went fine because, okay. you know, I put a light coat on it and they're so riveted and like detailed that there was no pooling there at all. They came out excellent, the tanks. The Thunderhawk has these large flat pieces to it. Yep. So they somewhat pooled in spots as much as I tried to not do it. I don't think it came out that bad. It's great from like a, a, a three foot away view, you know, tanks came out better, but I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Well, cause you were doing it more on a contrast method, which is fine. But the problem is, yeah. you know, it, it gets you that good. You can get it to the table, look pretty decent, kind of yeah. look very quick. The problem you have with something like that though, is when you're doing that, any flatness doesn't work. Yep. Well. GW contrasts don't go well over flat. Some of the others it do a better my, job. The speed paints are very time. good over flat. It was my first time with that kind of flat because think about it, all the contrast paint I've done with had been ogres, which they're very ripply and muscly, so that doesn't work. 
Um, it was my demons. Again, contrast doesn't really pull there because of all the bumps and ridges and cracks. Yeah. Um, can't remember where else I thought. Are those the only two? I, uh, battle tech, my contrast. Oh, so That's you contrast everything. Don't say like, oh, just these things. Well, like, no, just I just, it's because the custodians weren't contrasted. Eldar wasn't contrasted. Because those things, those contrast didn't exist at those times. True. Those are the before times. Um, so those, you know, so it's kind of, <laughs> so yeah, I was, I was unaware of the flat surface pooling, but it's okay. They came out nice. I, I ain't mad about it. And plus, when you add transfers, it'll look really cool anyway. So I'm fine. Yeah. Plus, this is fun. a game played. All games are played at three feet. And you're talking about three feet at something at six millimeter scale. Yeah. So, like, that's absolutely fine. I have, I've, I mostly lately, I've been having to pick them off of their giant uh, sticks that I have here. So I have my group of Ogren I'm working on. I'm happy I only ever lost one thing. I lost an Ogren's arm. So I'm just going to put a bunch of blood there. And he got his arm shot off. Why not? It's somewhere underneath my desk, I guess. You know, I don't if you know have, like, I'm, I'm almost certain if you have, like, I don't know if you play Mechanicum or you have, like, nope. a Magos. Nope. Okay. I don't care. It's one little six millimeter Jew without an arm. I'm going to put a touch of the um, Blood for the Blood God on his side. Boom. Call it yep. a day. It's call it a day. Easy and done. Yeah. Um, we'll decide if I do any other particular effects, rust effects or anything like that. I got that. I got a bunch of planes. I got some ex spare planes that I'm selling. All kinds of things going on over here, so... Um, but that's actually all I've been working on is this sort of stuff, trying to get all this done. Still been really slow just because with it being finals or almost finals now, every meeting that should have happened all semester are all happening in like the last two weeks. So every single day, it's like normally I don't have to go until blank time. Well, I'm going in like six hours early because of various meetings. So I just got a lot less time sitting in my hobby space. Um, And then the wife's been sick a little bit. So I've been, you know, more busy with that and. One of these days, I actually have to get back and finish Baldur's Gate. I should hopefully finish that like soon, and then we'll have to do a a discussion, a sp totally spoiled discussion on that. But that still might take a little bit before I get to that. All right, um, that's a little bit about what we've been going through. We we thought about doing a little bit more classic one where we kind of also talk about news and all. But at Christmas time, there's not a lot of news. You got some battle forces that have been released, some big boxes. Um, actually, news-wise, newsworthy to that, it was really... Uh, so, GW's been having issues with allocation. They've been better than they were in the past, but they've been having issues. And the issue that they've been running into is one of two, and one is better than the other. The one issue they have is that they tell you, hey, here's what you're allowed to order. Oh, you're a store. We'll let you order blank amount of things. And maybe that's not enough for what you need, but we'll let you order that amount so at least you know how many you're getting. The other issue that they've had is they'll let you say, hey, order what you want, and then they tell you later what, if anything, they're willing to fill. Um, I'm not going to name places, but I know there's a a store, so, at least one store, I know there's several, that order large amounts of GW, and we're told, hey, for those battle forces, here, what do you want? Okay, they gave them, they're out, they, they told them what they would get, and then they're allocated zero. So they would tell them, hey, this is how many we want. Oh, yeah, you'll get it. Maybe the rep says you'll get it. And then when the actual allocations come through, they get absolutely nothing. And these are stores that order a lot of GW. I know at least for our local store, Maplewood, I know they were able to get, I think, one or maybe two of each one. I believe they sold most of them. There might be a few left. Um, I know there's that. There's some other things. I know Mythic Games is doing this dumb Krampus thing um, as a way just to anger their fans even more. By, hey, you know those games you had to pay tons of extra money in order to get? Well, hey, guess what? We're giving them away even cheaper right now to other people. 
Oh, and they totally stole art from uh, Diablo 3 as well. So that was fun. Who was this? This was... Uh, Mythic Games, the ones who are doing Darkest Dungeon. So I'm apparently Oof. supposed to get my second part of Darkest Dungeon in September, is what they're saying. Okay, cool. If you want a foreign language, I hope you want French or German, because they MOQ'd it. Minimum order quantity, so they put it at 1,000 or 850. Original was 1,000, I think it went to 850. But essentially what that means is if they don't have at least 1,000 people who pay the extra who want it, then they won't print it in those languages. So if you wanted it, say, in Spanish, and you signed up because they said you'd get it in Spanish, not enough people want it in Spanish, so you do not get your game in Spanish. Let's hope you speak English. Um, you'll be able to get like some print and play stuff, but you didn't spend tons of money on a giant Kickstarter to get print and play. But what they're doing now, um, they, they have all other kinds of issues, but what they're doing now, they started sending daily emails at least once a day, probably several times a day. It was, uh, oh, you know, the Krampus is on to you. He's following you. Are you going to like and subscribe to the Krampus? Something like that. Some dumb crap. And essentially what it is, is every day something goes on sale. Something that they own. So it's like, oh, this box is normally 35. Hey, we're selling it for 20. Okay, that's a cool idea. But when you're a Kickstarter-based company, uh, essentially, and then you tell people, hey, here's all the extras you had to get to be able to get your product. And if you didn't pay us the extras, we just didn't even ship you your stuff. Like, you can't get it to you. But we'll sell it online for a lot cheaper to recoup money. And I understand why they have to do that. But it just it doesn't have good optics. <laughs> so apparently that's what it is. But um, the part about Diablo... For one of their pictures related to Rise of the Necromancers, I believe it's one of their games. They made a little little snippet picture for it, but it's just a necromancer image from Diablo. So if you take one of uh, Blizzard's old like promo things, they just took a little section of it and and um, you know control um, or is what Shift Window Symbol S. They essentially just cut out that little bit and put that in as their own symbol. So okay. we're talking about a multi-million dollar company doing this. Like, I mean, they're doing stuff that I do, but companies ain't going to do, ain't going to worry about that. We're talking about a company that actually makes money. We don't make money from this. So other than that, I haven't really heard a whole lot of news. A lot of stuff, uh, Tom Mass games, all those things, they kind of essentially take December off. The season's really busy. People have things to catch up on. People are running sales, of course, but new stuff doesn't come out as much. Um, same thing with Parabellum Games. They've showing, they've just shown the pre-orders for stuff coming in January, February, things like that. But not brand new stuff right now. Like the the Siege Breaker was new, and a few other little things were, and some like holiday themed items. But you don't see tons and tons of releases in this sort of window, which is nice because I know at least for me, you need the time to catch up. So, all right, that is enough of what we've been doing. Um, things that have been going on, which is not much. Is uh, so is is this a busy time for you in terms of school as well, or not like your really? midterms aren't until January? Yeah, our our the, our uh, market period doesn't end until the end of January. Okay, yeah. So this is just per normal, but Another the kids get all normal. jumped up on uh, exactly on the season. And we go full two weeks. We don't have a half day on Friday. We uh we go full Friday. So. You mean like on the, what was that, the 22nd? Uh, it's 22nd of Friday. Hold on. 22nd of Friday, yes. I think. Yep, 22nd's not a half day for us. It is a full day. Oh, my God. That's awful. Yep. It's so wonderful. I love it. 
I though that's I can't great. imagine that's a day you're concerned about exactly what you're doing because no. those two, those kids ain't paying attention. They're not even there. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> I'd probably just take it off. I would. No, I yeah. wouldn't actually. I never took days off. Um, actually, what was it? When I was in eighth grade, they gave out I want to say two awards to to students who had never missed a day. In my eighth grade class, there was two kids who had never missed a day starting from kindergarten. Um, I had obviously missed a little bit and I didn't, uh, yeah, I went through all those years as well, but yeah, I'd missed something, but yeah, there was like two kids who had never missed a single day of school the entire, um, like eight year career. Jesus. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe that means they're doing good things now, or maybe they're, you know, bums. I don't really know. I don't keep up with them. I don't care. <laughs> all right. So we are going to get into some Perialis. Now, what I will preface this by is saying that. Um, this is initial thoughts. We're going to kind of go through a little bit of how the game is played, what we think of it, maybe a little bit of our perspective, our, our where we've been with Epic in the past. I know we did a, a previous episode talking about Epic, so we'll kind of review some thoughts about that. Um, this discussion is meant to kind of give us a little bit of an overview, give some thoughts about it, and lead us into when we start actually making some more dedicated content to it, when we start playing these games, really get in our hands and really get um, a better feel for it. I know, at least for me, reading rules is one thing. When I play it is when I truly get that level, like, click of understanding. Of understanding, want. yep. Absolutely. So, um, let's start with just Epic in general. Yeah. What was the first that you played? How long? So, how ironically, long was it? it was a this essential edition. I started Epic Second Edition uh, before Turn to Epic Armageddon. It was about two years before Turn to Epic Armageddon. I played Epic Space Marine. It was Epic, it was Epic Second Edition, essentially. Which, for those who have never played, is played it is exactly pretty much what Legionus Imperialis is. It's essentially Epic Second Edition with. Epic Armageddon special rules, essentially. Yeah. Um, so that was what I led into, and then I got into Epic Armageddon. So yeah, I, I I've said it before on my in the previous podcast, but I'll say it again. Epic is in my top three favorite games. It's Epic, BFG, and Adeptus Titanicus. Um, those are my top three games. They tie each other all the time. Well, top one is Battletech, but second place is tied by all three of those. Um yeah, Epic was fun. <laughs> yeah. I guess is fun because this is technically Epic. Yes. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know, just a very brief overview. Um, Titan Legions or slash Adeptus Titanicus was the first game. Essentially, they came out, hey, you got these Titans. They then went to Space Marine. Space Marine was a later edition where, hey, now you got little Space Marines. And then they did Epic 40K where now you combine it all together. That was effectively third edition, if you want to think about it. That was done in 1997. It's Jervis Johnson and Andy Chambers. So if you like old anything GW, it was essentially those two men. Both of them went on to do other things. There's a, a couple others, obviously, that came in Lesso Capitore and all of them. But you're looking at those men early on and maybe a few others in there. So it was the combination of having Titans with your Space Marines, mixing it all together. Uh, I myself, actually, I think the only time I ever played anything related to Epic was when we played the more current, the, the 40k one, whatever we played a while ago on uh, ETS. That was it. Yes. Yes. That um, was, I think that was Epic Armageddon, I want to say. Yeah, it was, it was Epic Armageddon. It was one of the ones that was, were, rules worked on by one of those groups. I don't remember which group it was. 
Because I, yes. I know for that one, there's like two competing groups or whatever. No, BFG has two competing groups. Yeah, BFG has two competing groups. That's it. This one is, yes. This, we played Epic Armageddon. You had Necrons. I had, I don't remember. I don't. Space I, Marines? Might have, might have just been regular Space Marines. I don't think it was Custos. I think it was just regular yeah. Space Marines. Yeah. I remember going through it. I wasn't a huge fan at the time. And um, this, I think, is better in general. I think it's a lot more cleaned up. I think it has the improvements that you want for it being a little bit more modern, for being oh, a modern take. Let's face it. I One time, I don't remember how long ago it was, but one time we went back on a Friday night and we played, I forget if we played first edition 40K or like second edition. And yes, current 40K for its problems and all of that. And, you know, if you want to argue, you can. Current 40K, or at least the, the base rules of 40K, current 40K. When new stuff comes out, it complicates it, whatever. But current base rules of 40K are better than like first or second edition, just in general. Because you have those sort of games where it, it's just a different experience. You have much fewer models because everything's a slower and a slog. And the way you save, um, Terminator save on 2D, 2D6. So oh, we'll talk about that. That's in this game. And stuff like that. And, and, uh, we'll talk about that. That's in this game. But yes, but you're now talking <laughs> about there, everything was this sort of minutia. Yeah, exactly. 40K itself has extended out. Now, okay, now you run more of armies. In early 40K, you know, you kind of went more towards after Rogue Trader, all of that, and you, you kind of got to a cleaner rule set. There's parts of current 40K I don't necessarily like, and we can have arguments all day of which one was the best. Let's face it. The one you probably think was the best was most likely near when you started and when you were at the best point of your life. Yep. You know, why was, you know, the things we had when we were kids so great? Why was the music when we were younger so much better than the music now? Because we were younger and we were just in a better place mentally. You Often, for most people, you were in a better place physically. You know, as you get older and you start having the good arm, the good leg, the good knee, yeah, you start getting to that back when my day sort of impression. So <laughs> there, there's a cleanness to more modern rule sets that older rule sets don't have. It doesn't mean they can't be fun. Mordheim is still a lot of fun. But yeah, there's some jank and, and some slog there that is you wouldn't do now. You wouldn't see it now. And if you had just learned it the first time now, Unless you're of that older generation, you probably wouldn't like it either. At least not the same way. So, um, at 30K, I still enjoy more than 40K, but the, the current 40K rule set, it's a good rule set. What they do with the rest of it's another story. <laughs> All right. Um, let's let's just start with just base initial impression. Um, base, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, base initial impression, I love it. I mean, okay. I, of the battle reports I've seen, of the stuff I've read online, no one really... The, the main two complaints, and I was sharing this with uh, Dave before the show. Yep. The main two complaints were the Void Missile on the Reaver, mm -hmm. which understandably can be upsetting. We'll talk about that a little bit later. And, God, I don't even remember. The, oh, and the way shooting works with Titans. That's yes. about it. I really haven't heard anyone – I mean, some complaints are, oh, there's too little stuff for it. But yeah, there was for Addictus Titanicus when it came out, but then yeah. it expanded and got better. So um, there have really been no complaints with the people playing this, which is already a good sign. Because I remember when 10th edition dropped, already people were like, well, this and this and this and this. And it was Index Hammer, but it was like – or even when the first Codex dropped for it, people were pissed. I, I have yet to see someone like really – angry at this game 
Yeah. Like this game sucks. I hate it. It's literally just like this game is fun. I love it. So what I'll say to that, I think pervasiveness of the market is part of it. 40k is the most pervasive game. And yeah. if you're going to go online, you're going to be shouting from the rooftops of your love or your hate. You're not going to shout your mediocrity. So what you're going to see in a lot of those groups is everyone who hates what's changing. Like I said, gamers hate two things, change and things not changing. So <laughs> you know, you're going to have this vocal minority who are going to tell you everything in, in 40K is awful. Everything in blank thing is awful. When you look at this rule set, you have less people complaining about it. I think this for a few reasons. One, I do think it's a very good rule set. I don't want to yeah. um, make that sound like that's not true. I think, two, it is a brand new game, and I think people are willing. One, GW tends to do pretty good with the brand new stuff. The other thing I think is it's just it's not as as widely looked at. When you look at even yeah. right now, the old Hammer groups and all for like Return of Fantasy and all. Some what you get, you get some good stuff in there, but you also get tons of people just complaining all the time. Because I was just going to say, I feel like complain. if we're comparing the two groups, I'd yeah. say that group is much more complaining than this than than what I've seen here. True, although yeah. theirs is a more recent cut, so they had you know the the rug pulled out from under them. Where if you played old Epic. One, it's been a very long time, potentially, that, or, or it's been a very long time since it's been supported. It might have been a long time since you've done anything with it. And, you know, for for the people doing Old World, that's more recent. They still have those armies sitting around. They're still playing it. They're still wanting to play it. So, but, I, you know, this isn't as big of a, of a release overall. It's more of a specialist game, so you're getting a lot more people getting into it and trying it who really want to, rather than people who are already here looking at it and telling you why what you now like is garbage, which is what you kind of catch for the bigger titles as well. That's not to say this isn't good. I do think it is very good. I do think it has a couple small problems. The main problems I've seen people talk about are, and I think this is fine personally, but when you look at profiles People are very particular about being used to, in say, 40K, it says you have an autocannon. This is an autocannon. Autocannon oh, always yes. means this idea. Yes. And everyone's yes, autocannon yes. is an autocannon. Here, that's not the case. If you no. say, you know, you have autocannon sponsons or an autocannon or something else, the dice values could vary. My autocannon sponsons might have less dice than your autocannon. Because it's more of a characteristic to the model itself rather than a characteristic to the weapon. Yep. You know, you, you see it very similar, like like heavy bolters essentially all the same, but I know like auto cannons and stuff like that. That's one of the spots where when you look at it, it might vary depending on who has it. Mm -hmm. Some of it you could say relates to like, hey, the Space Marine ones are better than the Solar Ox because, you know, they get sort of the, the leftover bits and all of that. But just be aware of that when you look at whatever's on your card, don't worry so much about the name. What's my profile do? Go with that because the profiles aren't 100% between things. Oh, yeah. A legitimate concern, but I, I think it's fine. Again, part of it is just because it's what makes sense. So, all right. For this, we thought we'd go at least a little bit into how the game is played overall, initial impressions of each of these things, um, if there's any spots that we're currently unsure of. Our hope is to do at least a high enough level discussion where we're not going to find out that we have anything really wrong. We shouldn't. 
Although that's why we're not going to get into some of the weirder details right now, like the ways in which breaking and morale work, because you break at certain times, you morale at certain times, and those do yep. not always intertwine. They can absolutely no, they be 100% different when you take what type of test and all of that. So we'll discuss it in general, but we'll do a deeper dive when we're actually sitting playing it, because then we can show it better. Now, none of this is overall different than previously, right? That this is the way it's essentially always been. Yeah, it's 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 like I said when I was reading over the rules, I was like, this is it's just it's epic second edition. It it it's literally you have the CEF values, you have the two hit values, AP values, the traits are what tell you whether it's anti-tank or not anti-tank. It's literally second edition space marine, which I'm okay with. I'm not actually bad with this one. It's alter uh, to give you some also since we're starting at the very beginning, to yes. give you some basis on this game. First of all, the big thing about this game that you need to know, and this is probably the biggest sell point, is that it's alternate activation. Um, without going into my rant on alternate activation, I will say that alternate activation is the superior way to play. Absolutely. Period. Done. Oh, I know it's an opinion, but it's not. No, it's not um, an opinion. This is the uh, Winnie the Pooh sitting in his yeah. um, full three-piece suit opinion. Yes. Yes, essentially. Um, it's alternate activation. It, it's... But it, so if you've ever, ever played Titanicus, it's that, but on a bigger scale because you have your detachments and stuff. Um, so that's step one. It's alternate activation. It's still a D6 system. You still have a scatter die. You still have templates. Um, the other thing you have to realize with this game is that it's surprisingly bloody. Um, I wouldn't even say surprisingly. Well, because it's okay. <sighs> Take a normal tactical space brain, right? Two wounds, three up save. Uh, toughness four, right? Yep. You need two shots to pull it down, and it's a three-up save. So if you don't have AP, it's actually kind of a difficult Marine to pull down, right? Here, your base of standard five Marines is a five-up save, or you lose it. Yes. And is dead. Like, that is surprisingly like weak. Um, I was There was one bad report where someone was complaining about, you know, I don't get the point of heavy bolters, blah, 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 blah. And then he overwatched with his point defense systems, which don't take uh, detriments to the ballistics go when they shoot. Hmm. Um, they're the only ones that don't. And his Predator squad, which had all heavy bolters, literally, I think, just wiped to a man and then Tyler saw our auxilia unit that tried to pass them. So yeah. stuff like that, you 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 know, it's just you got to realize it's a very deadly game. Um, all right. As you were saying. Ah, the one detriment with this game that I've seen is starting. It can be somewhat expensive, but then I realize yes. it. Okay. So let me, this is not a so, cheap game. No. So I'm going to say that and I'm going to kind of counterpoint myself. Listen. So it okay. is an expensive game to get to 3000 points to get to 3000, unless you have a Titan. Cause remember support units are a third of your third, third, 30, 30% your actually not quite 30%. a third, they're 30%. Oh, third. Sorry. They 30%. should have done one third to make it easier, but no, it's 30%. Yes, I know. Um, it is 30, 30%, which is 900 points at 3,000, which is not bad. That, that's that's a, a War Master if you want. It's more than a War Master, actually, but whatever. It is expensive to get to 3,000 points, but <laughs> it's deceptively easy to start. So, what me and Dave did was we bought both bought a starter box, mm -hmm. right? And we literally one for one swapped the solar rocks and the marines, right? Yeah, just so simple to marines, do it that way. Very simple. Without titans, the marines are around twelve hundred points. 
So add a Titan, a Warhound for 330, you're at 1500, which is a very okay point to start and then slowly build from there. You guys get to that much? I thought you guys were less than us and we don't even get, we don't quite get to 500 no, on the to... side. Are you counting like some extras that you bought? You're no, over on your two, points. You get two detachments essentially. You get, you get a hero, two tack Marines, um, a missile, Terminator, Plasma, or Assault Marine. You get that detachment. Uh, and then Sakarans. I should recalculate that. Maybe I'm going crazy. But I, yeah, I think you're over on what you think. <laughs> Let me see. While while I design the list, I'll update. But that's essentially yeah. what it comes down to. That that essentially that's where it goes to. Um, but other than that, and we'll talk about this when we get to the rules and stuff. Like not a deep dive, but just talk about the rules. I just I'm already happy with the game as is. I haven't played it yet, but I'm already happy with um reading about it. And also I should point out the mission objectives are progressive the way yes. they design the missions are by far probably the best way they design missions thank god they're progressive objectives you have multiple objectives you each have secondary objectives that you're trying to control thank you that's all i have to say that it's like jesus yeah what i would say is for this don't worry about getting to the three thousand point the way they take their list is crazy you don't have that kind of stuff right now anyway and it would be very expensive if you have the box, you could even just run out of one side. That's fine. But if not, if you do split them like we did, with that and some Titans, you can get pretty close. And early on in points, don't worry about the 30%. When we start playing, I don't care about 30% in the beginning. Bring the thing. Let's just get stuff to the board. Let's get reasonably close in points. That way we can test it out, try it out, and get a feel for it. You know, I don't think there's anything wrong with splitting the starter box, both people having a Titan, slapping that down, learn the game that way. Because honestly, Titans are a bit of a detriment. You know, if they, they take are. out like all of your tanks, that's another thing. But if you still have some tanks, no, Titans Titans are great. They're probably actually not really worth their points at the end of the day. Especially if someone else has a Titan kind of thing. Um, other ways to fill up points fast if that's your goal. Air, anything in the air. Air stuff is expensive. I originally bought two boxes of the Lightning Fighters. Um, and then I realized, oh, I don't need two boxes of these. Because they're 85 points a model. Just Ooh. about. When you take them in units, the points can be a little different. But that means that uh, if I'm taking that as a pack of six, which is the way they come, it's like 500 points already. I don't need another set. Like, that's just nuts. So you can absolutely, if you get some air units, you can fill out your points very, very quickly. Especially if you're playing the solar oxide. Because a lot of those come with quite a few in there. So you, you can really use that to help yourself out. So... um. Did you, are you still calculating some points there? Almost done. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, th I think you're overestimating the points. I believe, because I'm pretty sure Solar Ox is better in points out of the box, and we don't have that many points. Oh, neat. They allow you to choose Legion now with the Army Builder. Yes. That's the other thing. We'll, we'll, that was we'll a nice put addition. There's some different Army Builders for this. Um, there's some really the real good, good ones, one. actually. Yeah. Yes. What's the main one we've been using? Legion. LegionBuilder.app slash yeah that one i'll put it in the in the youtube notes for it um also army army builder is um battle scribe is up now as well nice. they're still fixing some things but that's there as well so is a few of the other ones all right what'd you find 870 actually whoops yeah for the two of them right yeah for two of them yeah I, it's about four you have, you have about 400 yeah. some points Whereas Solar Ox, I want to say it's a bit closer to 500 points out of the box. 
So yeah. But even that, that with a Titan, even if a Titan technically can't be running, they're just running a Titan anywhere. Now you're over a thousand. Well, if you're points, playing fifteen hundred, if you're playing fifteen hundred, you get how much of a Titan? What's thirty percent of fifteen hundred? Is that three hundred? You no. No, you were looking at what, four fifty? So eight seventy plus a oh, dire dire I think a dire wolf is that dire wolf you is said, more points, yeah. No. Or I think the other, no, 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 not not more than four fifty. I'm oh, saying it's yeah. more than the normal one. He actually might be. Actually, you can put a reaver in there. Reaver's four fifteen. There you go. Put a reaver if you got a reaver. If not, you can pick yeah. one up. They're great models. They're great. It's a great kit. I, yeah, I, I still think the goofier ones. <laughs> I think they're still goofy. I still they are, and I always felt that until mm-hmm. I put one together for Titanicus, and then I started liking them the most. All right, why don't All we right. talk a little, just a, a brief overview of how this game is actually played. Um, yeah. The game is played in five phases. They list this, so um, we're thumbing through. We don't have OKs from GW to show the book, unlike some other things, so we're not going to be showing it. But essentially, it's in five phases. You have your order phase, initiative phase, movement, combat, and then end phase. Yep. Order phase so, is what it sounds like. Go ahead. Yeah, I'll do the order phase first. Yeah, order phase on. is super easy. It's actually one of the... I say it's one of the quickest phases, but it could also be no, one of initiative the longest. initiative is faster. Well, the, roll the initiative, so you roll the die. Okay. Uh, so the order phase is very interesting. Order phase is basically you assign to uh, to the detachment, right, a certain order, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and these orders can do certain things for that detachment. So, for example, you can give a detachment first fire. What this means is when you go to the, uh, not the combat phase, but the firing phase, that unit is able to fire before any other unit can fire. But you can't move. So you trade up the movement for me for preparing your weapons. Uh, you have the advance order, which is probably the most common one. Advance yes. is literally just move and shoot for normal. Mm-hmm. It's also the one I think that you could pretty much do when you're broken. Oh, let me see here. One or two orders can be initiated that is broken. Yeah. Yeah, the other this one is the only charge. One. Charge. Yep. You have your march order, which is really cool. You doubles your move or triples your move if you're infantry. You have your charge order, which is Getting exactly the close combat. What it sounds like. And then you have your fallback orders, which is failing the morale check. Um, so other than that, like you give you, and it's really cool because you're playing a strategy. You don't, it's back and forth. You don't know who who's moving first. You don't know if you're going first. You don't know if someone else is going first. So it's kind of this cool back and forth of should I move? Should I give these guys fire first? But maybe he'll move to the side of me so I can't use all my guns. Because facing does matter in this game. Um it absolutely matters. If your tank is facing the wrong way, too bad, so sad. Mm. Um, you know, should I give him a, a charge order? But if I don't go first, he'll just move them away, and then I can't charge anything. Um, yeah, so it's just, again, it's it's very nice tactically. This is the most tactical part of it, in my opinion. Oh, it is. Besides you, the movement. You, yeah. This is absolutely – so once, once we play a bit, obviously we'll go into um, talking more about exactly what to do when and all of that. But remember, one, you're doing all this hidden. So, and you're revealing it all at once. There's no changes once you do it. You are doing this also for the units that aren't on the board. So, if someone's in reserves or inside of a tank, if you got a bunch of Space Marines and a Rhino, the Rhinos are getting orders. You have orders for your Space Marines, all of that. So, everything's getting their orders. Planes come on and off the board. So, you're giving your orders ready for your planes and everything. But you can absolutely lose a turn slash lose the game by making a bad decision here. By put, you know, you should have charged with that unit or you should have put them on something so they could shoot because I'm rushing in, whatever it could be. 
you can absolutely lose a game by putting very bad orders on someone. Right. Um, initiative phase is super fast. You roll for initiative. <laughs> they do very similar to Sigmar in this, that you're going to roll every single turn. The, the first round, someone has to win. After that, ties go to whoever didn't have the initiative. Yep. So they don't have you ever re-roll a tie after the very first round, which is nice. I should point out, it also doesn't force you to go first. You can win initiative and choose to go second. Which is um, actually kind of cool. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, because they choose who has initiative. Yes. This that is very different because in a lot of these games, you actually don't get a choice. Yeah. This one Some is of actually, them you do. 40K, you This don't. one, you might want to win to force the other player to go first. Which is interesting tactically. It does work. You know, I, you see where your opponent's moving. That way you position your tanks in a certain way where you can now... It's actually... It's kind of cool. <laughs> I think pro depending on the board you're playing on, the range of your guns, and the army you're yeah. versus, I think early you probably want to go second, later you want to go first. Because early, if we're playing on like a, a bigger size board, I'm not going to have tons of guns necessarily reaching across. Oh, yeah. So I'd rather you get positioned, but later I'm going to probably need my charges or need to be set up more appropriate and all. And, and obviously you can depend on exactly what you need to do every single round. One thing I think we should say, because this is one thing that I think when you're reading this is going to confuse people potentially at first until they really get it, the structure. So you start formation. Formation is a ah, whole yes, bunch of things building. all put together. So when you look at a formation, um, they give you currently there's what, three formations for each or is it mm, four? There's the Demi Company, the Garrison Force, the Armored Company for Legions. For Solar Ox, there's Aerial Assault. Auxilla subcohort, Armored Company, and Pioneer Company. There's technically the Legion Astrani class augmented spearhead, which is your starter box formation, which yes. technically isn't real, they say, but whatever. And you have your Knight Household Support Lance and your Legion Support Lance. Yeah. So just briefly of how you actually build a force. You pick formations. You pick, yes. way, pick ways to group a whole bunch of stuff together. They have compulsory detachments. A detachment is a unit, a set of a bunch of models. You have compulsory ones, optionals, you got some choices, all of that, sure. So if you look at, um, say, the Legion Demi Company, they have to have a core detachment. Tactical Marines are a core detachment. So they say formation, it's everyone put together. Detachment is essentially like your unit. And then when you go to individual stands... Or individual things like tanks, they're just called models. So yep. when you look at a full base, there's like five little Solar Ox boys on this thing right here. That is a model. It never references the individuals unless they're a tank by themselves. So when you're on a base, you are a model altogether. When you are a tank, you are a model. That's one thing I think you have to really kind of notice as you go through this because they use these terms appropriately but they just use them. So they'll talk about, you know, in this attachment, your models can't do this, that, the other thing, but you know, it can have formation. So like um, breaking, breaking is by formation. You don't break by detachment. No, you, you break morale detachments. You break yep. formations. So those are like those little things to be aware of if you're reading this, of at what level it happens and what kind of things happen. Because at first I didn't quite catch that because I wasn't, the I didn't good play news this much is in the past. The army builder will tell you break points and stuff. Yes. So like my Demi company for 420 points from the startup. Oh, actually it's more from the startup, but whatever. My Demi company will be break point 13. Yes. Essentially. Break points are 
ha- the half mark of your models, as they put yes. it, with Titans counting their wounds as a model each. Yes. So if you're Formation three, strength. three models. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So um, initiative phase, nice and simple. Movement phase, uh, it, it's going to, uh, some of these phases will feel like they do normally. Movement phase, you move. Um, you move if you have the type of order that allows a movement. Advances, charges, or marches. Um, what's really nice, I, I do find this good. This is one of the spots you have to read a few times because it's a little bit different. In 40k or or 30k or Sigmar, you can't get close to the enemy. You can't walk next to them or anything like that. You're allowed to here if you're bigger than they are. Yep. So like infantry is size one. If you look hey. at the stat card, infantry are size one. If you are bigger than size one, you can go right through them. You don't care. Yep, pretty you much. Can't, you can't end within an inch. Um, but if you're bigger, doesn't matter. If you are the same size or smaller, that's when you can't get within an inch of them and all of that. And you can't go but, over them. And fun all fact, this will also matter when we get to the combat, uh, the close combat phase. Yes. Because that's where it gets really super. Because a, a Warhound, for example, can lock you down. Yeah, you don't but lock you Warhound. don't lock the Warhound down. No. Doesn't care about you. They they make the <laughs> distinction between being engaged and engaged and pinned. Yep. You are engaged when you're within an inch of a model. Doesn't matter what. That that's just you can start there. To be engaged and pinned, you're engaged with a model that is um your size or bigger. Bigger. You can't engaged and pinned is what stops you from being able to shoot in combat from yep. leaving combat all those yep. sorts of nice things from walking past people not caring about them from charging into others you can't so what's nice you can't walk down like a, a, a warhound if the warhound wants to go and do something else it just leaves you unless you're at least a warhound or bigger little infantry guys he don't care about them you're tiny doesn't care <laughs> so the buzzing of flies to him so uh those are spots, especially reading this, to be really careful about when you read. They do a decent job explaining it, but it is a little bit different. So you do have to make sure you read that a few times to make sure you really get what's happening there. You can't pass, by the way, through one inch. Like if you are, you can still pass through models if you're the same size, as long as you don't pass within one inch of of enemy models. So yeah, there's no, a your gap own models in you can always go through. You don't care like, about that. What I mean is enemy models. So like, let's say there's a gap in enemy formation. Yes. Uh, I can't do the math. It's a 25 mil base. I believe the base so, ones are, yeah. So 25 mil plus two inches is, I don't want to do the conversion. Looking at Dave here, the math teacher. Oh, so it, <laughs> tell me exactly I what 25 it is you're mil- attempting to do. So I'm trying to calculate how big the gap has to be for your 25 mil base to go between without so getting me between you, one inch. You To stay outside of one inch of both of them, you're not going to yeah. fit. No, so no, not within coherency, obviously. But what I'm saying is, 25 mil to inches is one inch is about 25 millimeters. Oh, so it's about it's about point. It's a little bit more Perfect. than 25. So if there is a formation gap of three inches, yeah, you can walk that, right through. You can walk through them because yeah. you're not passing within one inch of either. Technically, what is it? Two point. Uh, it'd be two point oh two inches. Yes. is what you can walk by. That's annoying. <laughs> but but yeah that's why coherency is two inches so in general yeah. unless weird things happen you're just not doing it anyway which is exactly fine. so um the, that's the movement 
No, that's the movement phase, essentially. There's really not much for the movement phase. There's also some pilot and stuff, but that's when you're engaged. Yeah, and um, you do that. I will say, phase. though, this is there's when you no get to natural pilot. Be aware of that. Oh, yes, when, there's no natural when, yes. when you charge in, there's no pile in step of the close combat slash assault phase. You pile in if you're already engaged with someone and you give them an order that lets them move. Yep. That will let you pile in. I will say that this is the one time where Overwatch does pop up. Yes. Now, Overwatch can only be issued to a squad that or a detachment that has been given the advance or order or the first fire order. You have to be so able to be, shoot it, to do it. You have to be able to shoot it, essentially. Essentially, what Overwatch is, is basically you're shooting the enemy as they move. Yep. If you ever played Infinity, this is an ARO. <laughs> this is essentially an ARO is what mm-hmm. it is. Um. So again, you have to be advanced or first fire order. You must be able to see the target. And we'll talk about that when we talk about like shooting, the ability to see, because that does matter. Yes. And no other attachments has called Overwatch during the same attachment activation. Essentially what Overwatch does is that you get to fire your weapons. Now, all of them subtract two from the result rules, right? Yep. I should also point out that in this game, just kind of pause for a second. In this game, I don't mean pause the video. I meant like pause. No, I didn't and pause thought. it. Yeah, You're good, fine. good, good. I just realized I what I said. Sixes will always hit. Yes. Ones will not always fail. This is weird. <laughs> so when it comes to armor saves, you can have a one-up armor save, and if you do not have AP, they cannot hurt you. Because in this game, ones can still pass, which is very interesting. However, in shooting, sixes, a natural rule of six, will always score a hit no matter what the modifiers are. So in save rolls, there's no minimum. In in shooting rolls, there's no maximum. I don't know if that made sense. No, it does. Okay. That's just why to put that out there because I realized that the war the war master has a one plus save. I'm like, oh, so he's immune to like negative one rend. And they go, no, 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 no. If you have a no red gun shooting him, he just laughs. He passes all the saves, which is weird. Anyway, anyway, so uh, yeah, you get minus. You subtract two from the results of the roll. Point defense weapons do not subtract two. So all those mm. sexy heavy bolters you loaded on your tank now shooting at normal shots. Um, yeah, and what you do is it's kind of cool. So like the the unit, the enemy move, unit will move. You say stop. I'm going to Overwatch when you hit there. You overwatch, and then boom, they continue on their way. Um, and the reason you say stop is because it's the opponent doesn't get to choose. The opponent's really like, hey, I'm stopping behind this piece of cover. Now you can't shoot me. Ha ha, your overwatch doesn't work. It's literally you declare when you want to declare the shot. So yeah. if he's crossing across an open piece of terrain during that, uh, well, that sucks. <laughs> Light him up on the street. Uh, now... Oh the, the, no! Um, target number they mention how a one always fails unless a rule says otherwise. Yes. Where's the, the particular rule that says uh, we will talk about it when we talk um, about multiple save characteristics in co- in combat? Yeah, it should be what page fifty-seven. A model can have one of armor save characters <laughs> add to modifiers, in which yep. case it automatically passes its save to be unable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It says specifically here that a save roll, a natural one, is not automatic failure, and a six is not automatic success. So sixes normally yeah. always succeed. Ones normally always fail unless the rules say otherwise. 
exactly. saves are one of the spots where it says otherwise. Hmm? It's just really funny that that happens. It All makes right. sense. A uh, giant war master shouldn't care about your small, not necessarily light. Oh, no, I like it. I'm not complaining. Oh, this was not a complaint at all. Yeah. I like that. Um, Dave, take it with the combat phase because funny enough, it's yeah, to my listeners, I apologize. The combat phase was something I never got in second edition. Epic Armageddon actually fixed it a little bit and made it a lot mm-hmm. easier to deal with the combat phase. It was super easy. Um, this one went back to second edition for the combat phase, and I get still lost in the sauce with this. So maybe listening to Dave will actually yeah. like finally solidify it. So Dave, so, take over the combat so phase. So I'll go through and explain it. And then maybe, like I said, when we do the, an actual game with it, we'll do very carefully there and we'll do some stuff. And luckily they do some good pictures. So when you get to combat phase, this is when you start fighting. Uh, fires first, goes first. So you go your first fire, your engagement, then advancing fire. So if you gave fire first, you'd go now, back and forth, of course, depending on who has initiative and all of that. Let's go to the engagement step. So remember, you engaged in the movement phase. There is no charge phase, anything like that. You were given a charge order. You're in there now. The key thing you have to keep in mind here is two facets. The first facet is to fight, you have to be in base contact. Now, um, if you have a building and all, the concepts of base contact can change a little bit. But the basic idea is if you're not touching an enemy, you don't get to fight. There's none of this like 40k or 30k, no ranges on your weapons or anything like that. Or, oh, you're within an inch of someone who's within an inch, all that. No, none of that exists. Are you touching an enemy or are you not touching an enemy? Um, If you are touching the enemy, then every time that occurs, you get to do a fight. Here's the way this goes in general. Now, again, it's it's easier when we have models to show with, so I'm going to explain it. Their pictures are pretty good, and we're going to put out a video with all of this in it. And and again, they, they, they do some decent pictures related to this. Fights attempt to be one-on-one battles. That's your overall goal. So what you do is you start pairing off models. So let's say, you know, we have a fight 3v3. Our models are touching whatever way they're touching. Uh, one of my units could be touching two of yours. It doesn't matter. We try to pair off one by one. So we say, hey, these two, yeah, they're a fight because they're touching. Hey, this guy is holding two of them, but the other guy's only touching one of them. Hey, they're a fight, they're a fight. So you try to do 1v1s everywhere you can. That's the first requirement. Then if there's ways to not do 1v1. So I have two out of my tertio on one of your tax squad, one, one model in your tax squad. I'm not touching any other members of your attack squad. That means I'm going to have two fighting your one. Yeah. So if you have two attack squads on my two tertios, no matter how they touch, assuming they're all, say, touching each other, whatever, 1v1s. The only way you get more than that is if you're touching base and you're not touching other people to start ganging up. Um, Is that the part that gets you? No, it's the, okay. w- when you start. So essentially, look at page 55 real quick. Yep, I got it here. Because now I'm going crazy. So the part they don't. So you see those three red bases and those two green bases, right? Uh, which picture are you looking at? The first one? Uh, the the top one? picture. Top, top, top picture, picture. Top picture. Got it. So the top. So actually, I, can hold, I guess I can't hold it up. So I, I, I think uh, a small picture would be fine. Yeah. I don't think don't that's a problem. Anyone <laughs> listening to this won't, but we'll explain what it says essentially. Yeah. So we're looking at this picture right here. So, yep. so these aren't fighting each other. Yes, because they're right? 
they're touchy. Yeah, they're supposed to be in their picture. They're actually not. And I think that's a problem with what GW does. But they are meant to be touching. So realize that in the pictures. These two are touching him. So that's a two-on-one combat. Yes. And I understand, like, you fight here, then you fight here. I, that yes. one I got. Here's where I get confused. What does he do? He does. He So w- what Dan is pointing out for anyone who's listening to the podcast instead, you essentially have three solar auxiliary bases in front. You have five marine-type bases behind it. Two of the marine bases are, so essentially, one solar ox base is touching one solar ox base. Two solar ox bases are touching one marine base. So... You have a 1v1 fight and a 2v1 fight. There is a solar ox base behind them that is not touching a marine base. He doesn't do anything. He does nothing. Nope. So he doesn't support or anything. Okay. No. That's Much like getting... if you look at the other side, there are marine bases that are not touching solar ox bases. They don't fight. There's no support in this game. You're either that's touching really base I... and fighting or not. And that's where I got confused because yeah. I was looking at like the two on one fights, right? So the, the, going back to the two on one, right? You have the two red bases yeah. versus. And I might the have one said green. backwards which army was which. I, I know, just noticed by color, but that doesn't matter. So you have the two red bases and the green base, right? So yes. you go the green base and the red base fight. Yes. Let's say the green base wins. Now the green base and the red base so the, fight the, again. So here's the yeah. way the fights go. Oh, yeah, this, you haven't explained is, that yet. It's very cool. Apologies. And that's yeah. okay. Here's the way the fights go. And I, I wish I had additional base I'd show it. But again, if you're listening to this, you won't be able to say. I can so, do it. I, oh, oh, wait, well, wait, wait. So, so you can hold some things up, but I'll talk I, about I'll, it either I'll way. Do, I'll do we'll do a separate on. video where you hold some stuff up. All right. So for anyone who is watching, you can look at Dan's screen to do this. Otherwise, I'll talk our way through it. And it's it's exact sort of example they have there. Um, are, what's the other side? It's your Alpha yeah, Legion. Sisters of Silence. Sisters? Got it. Okay. <laughs> so um, he has some sisters fighting some... Uh, some Alpha Legion. So there's a spot of one base of each touching each other. There's a spot of two Alpha Legion bases on one sister base. And then we have a sister who's not touching anyone and an Alpha Legion who's not touching anyone. So neither of those bases, those bases are engaged, but they don't get the fight. So the whole units, all these units, or sorry, both form um, detachments, I should say, because these are, let's say they're two detachments. Each detachment is engaged. The, those models, every model counts as engaged, but not every model gets the fight. You only get the fight if you're actually touching someone. Here's the way the fighting works. Um, the way you have to actually end up doing this. So whoever has initiative, but let's say we're just doing this combat. You can have other ones all you want. In this combat, whoever has initiative is going to decide one of these fights to fight. When you fight, it is a 2d6 roll-off. Winner causes a wound. Ties nothing special happens now there's ways to get bonuses if you are the one who charged someone you get a plus one bonus to your calf there's rules and things like that that can give you all kinds of of extras but in essence that's what you end up having what happens in a fight if you have to fight additional times then your opponent gets an extra d6 every time so in the 1v1 fight we're each going to roll two dice we'll apply appropriate modifiers and whoever wins lives because these are one base models. So uh, one wound models. So whoever fights actually wins. The other person takes a wound. You could be multi-wound. Some vehicles are, so then they wouldn't go away. If you're fighting your two Alpha Legion versus your one sisters. So one Alpha V one sister starts the fight. Yep. So if, let's say, oh, sorry. So yeah. let's say I elect these two bases to start fighting. Now both are engaged. Yes. And can hit each other, but let's start with these two. Yeah. So 
if the Alpha Legion wins, the sister is gone, it doesn't matter anymore. Yep. But let's say for a second that the sister wins the fight. So Boom. she has taken out or even tied it. It would still happen if it tied it, but it would either remove or has been okay for that battle. Now she has to go against another base because she's in combat with another base of Alpha Legion. That means the Alpha Legion gets an extra die. So they're going to roll 3d6 versus her 2d6. Yep. And if there was another one, so say you had, say you stack up on a tank and you have three bases on a tank yep. versus the first tank, you're going to be 2d6 rolls. Then against the next base, assuming the tank is still there, you get 3d6. Yep. Then your next base gets an extra d6, 4d6. The max is six. Because there is other rules that can get you additional. Shred gets you an extra d6 and stuff like that. There's other rules that give you more. That's how fights go. So you have to try to 1v1 people. And then you do additionals on people if it's required. If you want to take out... We actually did this the other time. If you want to take out some of like the bigger ideas of, of like Titans and things like that. Um, again, you need to actually be able to damage them. But actually close combat, yeah. If you have enough regular guys, even though they, get, oh, yeah, they might have tons them. of dice to roll... You'll start beating them sooner or later. They have great calf values. They have like plus like fives and sixes and, and sevens. Some of them plus if I'm ten, rolling yeah. six or seven dice, or sorry, I can't roll seven. If I'm rolling like six dice, I'll I can beat you. It's so like that's that, funny. They can actually do that. It makes sense. It's the idea that you have you just remember these bases are five marines a pop, right? Yeah. So technically you have 20 marines in, in, in a detachment because it's four bases. So it's 20 marines. Yeah, it's to start out. Yeah. You think about like the top Titan Stomps crushes five marines, sure. But then the other Marines are attaching melt bombs and grenades to it. Then the other Marines are attaching melt bombs. It just gets worse and worse and worse for the Titan. Yeah. Which is nice. That's kind of cool. Yeah, like um, a Warhound has a calf of plus 10. That's essentially your your combat, uh, what is it, combat effectiveness? What does yes. it actually stand for? Uh, calf stands for... Do, 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 I don't do, remember do. what it stands for. I know what it is, but... It's going to be under like the unit uh, thingy. I know that much. Yeah. Um, Can't remember for the life of me what it technically stands for. Which... Oh. there? Uh, nope. I went too far. Calf, calf, calf. Calf is... Close assault factor. Found Thank found you. Yeah, it's a okay. close assault factor. Oh, there. It's only at the top, of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, like a Warhound's is plus 10. That means essentially it's almost like it has a better three dice, about an average of three extra dice. But that does mean if I start getting the four or five dice that I'm rolling, I can start beating it. And if I get the mm -hmm. six, I'm actually fairly likely to beat it because I have six dice versus it's 2d6 plus 10. Four dice on average will get you a 14. So, overall, you will beat it. So um, that's absolutely something, just throwing wave after wave of, of theoretically of people at it and all those sorts of ideas. Yep. Um, not saying that you should be doing that or, you know, other weird things, but you can do that. So that's actually how close combat works. The game is meant to be very deadly. You know, close combat, you just take wounds. So you can absolutely just go down fast. And shooting, you get saves and all, but your saves are usually not great unless you're a really cool thing. Often your saves are pretty bad. Your to hit's not great, but your saves are usually worse. Um, so that's that part of combat. Then you do your normal shooting. Um, yep. I'll, do that. I'll take this one. Yeah, so yeah, this one is the ones. one where people were kind of annoyed with Titans. And I'll explain what the annoyance is. Yep. And then I'll also explain the other side of why I think it actually does make sense. As much as I disagree with it, it, it makes sense. Mm -hmm. So shooting is very interesting. Because remember, you are technically shooting the entire... Uh, detachment, right? So those four bases of Marines, which is the min size for a tactical detachment, that's essentially what's shooting, those four bases. 
So firing sequence is very much like Adeptus Titanicus with a slight difference. Yep. So first, um, you get your, um, whatchamacallit, you get your choose your target, which, I mean, I shouldn't have to explain, that's choose your target. Yeah, you're going to choose. You, yeah. you, you can't split roll. unless a rule says that you can you or split. you're a titan. Or you're a titan. Yep. yep. Uh, and then even when you're a titan and you want to split your fire, it has to be within a certain range distance, like four inches. So you're not splitting like For, your well, gatling gun across. Not exactly. Um, for a Titan, you're allowed to split individual weapons however you want. But if you're going to split one weapon apart... It's four inches. Four. I apologize. Yeah. Yes. So Should two separate weapons apologies. can fire other sides of the board, but one weapon is allowed to split its dice amongst detachments as long as they're within four inches of each other. Four inches, yes. Apologies. Of the primary. So let's say the choose a target is exactly what it says. Choose a target, right? Yep. Make your hit roll. It has the hit roll on the weapon on the weapon profile. Um, as noted previously, natural of six is always a hit. And a natural of one is always a miss, regardless of modifiers. So it's not like an armor save. If you roll a one, you miss. If you roll a six, you hit. So always try. Always, always try. Because yep. you will always have negative or positive modifiers. Right here is also when I'll talk about terrain. Um, this is where it, I like it because they kind of, this was not in second edition, by the way. If I recall correctly, this was from 10th edition. The obstructing rule. Hmm. In this game, they basically took or borrowed 10th edition's idea for obstructing terrain and placed it into this game where essentially the idea is that if you are trying to shoot through a building, you cannot, it, it's, it's not true line of sight. So essentially, for example, let's say you had the problem is all my ruined buildings are in a box somewhere. Okay. And I have no idea where they I'll are, but right here I have this, I guess. So like here, you got this, right? If you're trying you're to shoot a building, yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry, building. If your infantry is over here, right, and your warhound is over here, you cannot shoot across. Now, let's say this is a bad example because there's these are full on walls, but let's say there's like a gap here, right? Or I'm at, my fingers. Well, it's also not a good example because Titans work differently for obscuring. Yeah, Titans do work. Yeah. Let's say there's a gap, big hole right here, and then there's a big hole right here on the other side. You can't shoot through that gap across. Yeah. It does block line of sight. If you're if you're further was than a bad an example. inch from the edge of a terrain feature, you can't see through the terrain feature. That's the rule. It's 40k. It's basically the 40k rule for obstructing. It's pretty, terrain. it's pretty much what they do in 40k. It's a little bit different because um, 40k is if you're touching it, you can see through it. This one, you actually have to be within an inch of the edge. Yeah. Um. Then you make your hit rolls, which I already said. You have obstructions. Obstructions are basically if, if if your model is obstructed, you get hit modifiers. That that one is very much from Titanicus. Well, you ever... well so it's important to notice oh. there that if I can see you at all, I can shoot you and no penalty. The only time we care about partial sight is for Titans. Yes. Titans go off of twenty five percent coverage for a minus one to hit, fifty percent or 50% more minus, minus two. two. Naturally, you only get minuses to hit on everything else if they're actually in the terrain. So partially being blocked is meaningless. You're in the terrain or nothing. Yep. And almost we'll every terrain it. is a minus one to hit, pretty much. Yeah. It's a, that one's actually pretty simple. Yeah. Um. Then you resolve the hit. So basically all the hits you resolve, take the armor saves. Again, we mentioned it before, and there's a, uh, not a rent, sorry, an AP value to it. Then you take the, you minus the AP value off the save. Mm -hmm. So if there's an AP of two and your armor save is five up, you, you don't get an armor save. Yep. You can't roll a seven up on two dice. 
Um, what's really cool about this is also where the um, traits come in. So like, for example, light anti-tank, anti-tank, stuff like that. So let's say I'm shooting. This is what I kind of like about it. So like, let's say you shoot a last cannon at a tank, right? Last cannons, I believe, are AP3 or AP2. I can't remember which. The point is that that tank is getting its armor save reduced. But if that last cannon hits a Minus infantry one for last squad, cannon, actually. Really? Last cannon spawns in turrets. Last cannon batteries are minus one. Oh, that was minus two. No. So, um, there might be other ones, but base last cannon now. Sorry about that, folks. Thought it was two. Um, but let's say that last cannon hits an infantry squad, and you'd be like, oh, it's minus one. Ha ha, your space marines get a six up. Uh, no, my space marines get a five up because anti-tank does not affect infantry in terms of AP. The idea is, yeah, your last cannon absolutely destroyed one space marine model out of my base of five. Yeah. So it's the idea is like, yeah, you killed them all, but they're still effective, essentially. Which is a cool way of thinking about it. Um titans this is the big iffy part it's not iffy i should say it's just people don't like it and i have to kind of explain why it's like this even though it's because in this game things are shot as a detachment titan is its own detachment it's a single model and you elect targets at the same time and you make hit rolls at the same time right the opposing player, this is on page 57, the opposing player selects at what time he makes those saves. Now, normally, this happens in 40K, right? In 40K, this happens. I'm going to take the last cannon on this dude. I'm going to take the bolter on this dude, right? 30K does this all the time. I'm going to take my Volkite on my two-up artificial armor dude. Again, that's fine. With Titans, it gets weird because Titans have void shields. And the issue becomes, let's say I'm shooting you with a Warlord. The Warlord has a Vulcan Mega Bolter on the on its shoulders and two Volcano Cannons to make my life easy, right? Let's say everything hits. I got really lucky. Well, here's the problem. The opponent might just say, all right, I'm going to elect to take the void can Volcano Cannon on my shield, Volcano Cannon on my shield. Hey, I lost. No one has two Void Shields, but let's say he has two Void Shields. Hey, I lost my Void Shields, but it's okay because your Vulcan Mega Bolter does nothing to me. This is weird because in Adeptus Titanicus, you get to choose the order of which your weapons fire. Like, I'm going to shoot my Vulcan Mega Bolters to lower your shields and then shoot you with Volcano. Same way it is in 30k. In 30k. The reason this is done, and we don't know, I can't tell you intention. No, we have the right reason. Yeah, I think we have the right reason. But again, it's, a, it's still a guess. It's still a guess. Like, I don't want to say, hey, I talked to a GW employee. The reason this is done is because if you get to choose the way order uh, the way the weapons fire you can literally down an opponent's warlord titan in a single turn of first fire on turn 1 so i was looking at something like a missile battery with um two volcano cannons the missile battery actually has a very good chance of downing the warlord shield it's about a 50 lower than a 50% about a 45 on a reaver you're hitting most of your shots you're downing the reaver shield and then you're doing two i believe it's destroyer not destroyer uh, what are they called um anti titan killer. And titan killer titan killer three four wounds so you're doing eight wounds with both volcano cannons you instant kill that warlord titan in a single volley on turn 1 at 70 inches that's not <laughs> No, it's not fun. <laughs> right? That's not fun. No. Um, it the idea, and I think Sean hit the nail on the head, is that you need multiple detachments attacking that Titan 
in order to bring it down, which does make sense. Um, it just feels like when you play Adeptus Titanicus for a long time and you're used to like, hey, I'm shooting this first, then this, then this, right? It feels weird for it to go the other way, yeah. but it does make sense. You have to realize that Titans have some of the most deadliest firepower on the battlefield. And if you aim a Titan at another Titan and you get to decide the results of who, what, where he's taking the saves, you can kill the Titan in a single volley. That, very easily. Very easily. Um, yeah. As firing, opposed to Titanicus, yeah. Titanicus is a very... It is, things can go fast, of course. But in general, it's usually a very survivable game. It takes a while to really start getting damage to take down an opponent unless you get lucky with the same type of rolls because you have all these different zones and everything like that. Where this game is very deadly. If you could do it the other way, no one would ever take a single Titan in the game. No. Because you would just get wiped off the board immediately. Yep. The same way, if you're going to fire, you know, some tanks that got a bunch of smaller weapons and then reasonably strong weapons, if you got to allocate the choices, I could still lose my shields and still get taken out. Yes. So that's why it's done for anyone who's wondering or anyone who's listening. I know it sounds weird, but it makes sense when you think about the game, how it's played. Um, last thing I'll talk about, by the way, is multiple wounds. Um Although, you know what I should have asked, Dave, when you were talking about combat? Before I get to my question, before I get to my question. Mm -hmm. um, multiple wound things obviously are multiple wounds, so you yeah. mark the wounds as you go. Rear, mm -hmm. Like I said, facing does matter. If you're behind something, you actually increase the AP of negative one. Yes. Remember, some weapons can only fire in arcs. So if you get behind someone, those weapons that are arced front don't fire. Yes. Dave, if something is multi-wounded in close combat. Yes. I'm assuming that... Let's say it takes a wound, right? Then you've taken so a wound. That, yeah, and then let's say it's a one-to-one -one pair. You don't fight again. It's just that nope. fight is over. No, you have taken a wound, and for combat res, you have taken a wound. No wound. That's what I thought. Okay. Yes. To... Now, if they I, had I, multiple again, things on you, then yeah, you could yeah. theoretically wipe it out. But I, otherwise, I'm... you only every everything only fights once. I'm so used to like Epic Armageddon where it's like someone must die. No, 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 no. I, yes, that's where it was that. like, it's, that was every, deadly. Yeah. Every single pair that you can make fights once. So if I have two V1, I have two pairs that could go. That's the way to think about it. All right. Do you want to talk about withdraw and morale, um, sir? A little bit. So I don't want to go into too much into this right now because I think a lot of it actually gets kind of weird and convoluted. Of, right. It's not bad when you go through it. The big key is you morale withdraw and break and all that stuff at different times. Yep. So like you check break at the end of phases. Morale is looked at. Oh, sorry. No, you check break when you're getting shot, stuff like that, but you don't check break. And then until everything is done, but you check morale, like after close combat and stuff like that, there's different times for each of them. But essentially, um, broken is when you lose too many things. And it says here, um, it's after firing at them and at the end of the engagement step. But you could fail your morale earlier because the morale is when the combat is done, not at the end of the phase for that. Um, right. So it's your break points half. You lose that. Boom, you break. When you break, you can only be either given charge or advance orders. And your morale is now at a minus one. Morale is what happens, in essence, when um, morale looks at detachment level. So break is formation level. Break is your whole demi-company. 
Morale is your detachment. So it looks at, hey, have you lost too many models? Take morale. Did you lose combat? Take morale. Take morale. Morale makes you withdraw, makes you run away. I think you can only take morale once, though. Is you, it? Yes, I know you can only take morale once. Yes. Um, no matter if you pass or fail, all the other ones are either considered to be passing for pass or fail for fail, yeah. but no additional results. So even if you failed and you failed again, no addition, you still count as having failed the second, but nothing else happens. You don't take any other um, things related to it. Um, and I said, then you withdraw, you get a withdrawal order, you flee. It talks about how you flee. Very yep. interestingly, you can go through enemy units. You might have to take some saves against it. But if you were to end hitting an enemy unit, you're just removed. Yeah. You gone. go around your own. You don't go around the enemies. That's old fantasy rules, by the way. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you touch the wrong thing, you just get destroyed. Then um, it goes into uh, terrain. Yeah. I'm not going to go over all the terrain, no. obviously. We'll discuss but terrain I will now. point out two really cool things. Okay. Garrisoning and blowing them up. Yes. So what's really cool with infantry is they can actually garrison the terrain that they're in. Yeah. Which is basically getting into the floors, the windows, stuff like that. Um, which is really cool because it actually counts them as garrisoning the whole template of the building. Yes. Which is pretty cool because it almost expands the size of your base. It expands the size of your threat. But in Titanicus, blowing up buildings was optional and very rarely used. In this game, it is very much used and kind of almost warranted. Yes. To blow up, what's really cool about buildings is that, you know, you'd be like, oh, okay, then I'll just shoot with something like negative two AP. And what's its armor save? Five up, four, four up, boom, it's got a six save, I'll blow it up. Not really because the saves for buildings are on 2d6. So let's say you're minus one AP and you hit a Militaris Imperialis. Sure, it's got a four-up save, but but on two d six. I didn't notice that. I didn't look oh, so yeah, much no. about the saves. That's cool. Oh, yeah, no, no, that's actually really cool. I didn't really look at yeah. saves. Yeah, the building saves are on two d six, which is really really cool. Um, that's why stuff that's like minus one AP against the building, you're like, oh, okay. Now, certain things can target only target buildings anyway. Like demolishers can only hit buildings. You um, have to have the. Re you either have to be a titan or have wrecker. Or Demolisher. Demolisher is another one. Um, Hold on. Okay, the Demolisher rule. Yeah, it's somewhere on there. I can't find the name. Oh, let me there. I'm, structures there no, in the combat phase. There's no Demolisher rule. Demolishers have Wrecker. Demolishers have Wrecker? No, no. Yes. I thought there was a Demolisher. Demo you mean a Demolisher Cannon? Oh, do they have Wrecker? Yes, Demolisher oh, Cannons have Wrecker. Is, oh, wrecker is like the rule that lets you rule? target a building. Oh, I thought it was Demolisher. No, no, no. It's Wrecker. Whoops. Okay. That's all right. That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> There's a lot of special <laughs> rules, so it's easy to get these. It's actually not so that many. funny enough. It's not that bad. Believe it or not, in my opinion, Okay, compared least. to like 30K, maybe not. But no, there's a lot of no, special No, no, Demolisher. Rules. There is a Demolisher rule. A demolish, a weapon with a Demolisher trait can damage structures. Uh, page 80, right in the oh, middle, God. on the left-hand side. I knew it. I'm not crazy. It's because there's special rules, and then there's weapon rules. Yes, yes. There are yes. two different types of rules, of course. I always hate when they do that. Yeah. So Demolisher can hit Strucker's record can as well. Yes. So Wrecker, I think, is because it might be the, the uh, it doesn't matter. Point is, those are really only things that can damage buildings. Uh, or Bunker Busters can as well. Bunker Busters essentially count the AP as double when hitting a building, yes. which is actually kind of funny. But yeah, you're saying it on 2D6. Certain ones like uh, that actually yes, hit the yes. unit as well. They hit both things. 
Half as many hits, really but neat. they hit them as well. Yeah, but it's still kind of cool. Yes. Um, yeah, so you're saving on 2D6. So you might be saying, aha, my Demolisher Cannon has a minus one AP. Yeah, I'm sending you to like a, a, a four up save on 1D6. It's 50 50 chance. And buildings don't have a lot of wounds. Like the highest wounds I see is what, a three? About, yeah. Right? That, let me see here. Yeah, the, the hardest building, right? The quote unquote hardest building. Like, one is a two up save, though, but only two wounds. One's a three up save with three wounds. Minus two to hit rolls, plus three to calf. You get a four up cover save in it. So, you know, three up save is with three wounds is pretty damn good. But if I'm making you take, you know, a minus one on 2d6, you're not taking damage. Although now if I'm hitting you with like a freaking quake cannon, that's minus four. Ah, seven on 2d6 is not bad. So it's just kind of cool. I like that. That That's what makes blowing up buildings really cool. Um, you know, target structures, blah, 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 blah. That's about it. And then it gets into Titans. It's it's my kids' first Titanicus is essentially the way they do Titans. Yeah, Titans are much more dumbed down. You know what it is? Someone goes, it's the alpha strike to uh, Battletech, essentially. Yes. Um, Titans are cool. Titans move their distance um, in their front arc. So for people who haven't played Titanicus in a long time, this does mean you can wiggle your waist. People always forget this in Titanicus. People always think you have to move in like a straight... I don't know how this is going to come out of the camera. You people have to go think- in a straight line, but the straight line can be a diagonal. Yes, so like because that is really a straight line so oh you can see what you're yeah so like you can go this way but if your front arc is this and this you can technically move this way but still facing that way yeah so just people forget that all the time um all titans have one turn period unless there's a special rule cough cough agile that lets them do multiple turns Mm -hmm. warhounds warhounds of agile yes um they get to split fire if they want Titans do blow up in this game and they actually do hurt Jesus Christ. Um, They can engage structures if they want. Um, And what's really cool about them is they can just engage buildings without issuing charge. Yes. They can just like hobble over to a building and kick it or stomp it, which is great. Um, Let me see here. And that's about it. Then it gets to special rules and then it gets to like the missions. Yeah, yeah. Missions are great. Missions are great. Um, just to explain real quick how missions work, you get, first of all, before I even get to that, you roll, you roll a D6, then a D6, then a D6, which is so good. That that's so many combinations. So essentially, what you do is uh one player rolls a D6 to choose the column, right? So you either get, there's 12 missions, confrontation, season hold, no man's land, hold ground, blah, blah, blah. There's 12 individual missions, which is already insane, right? Mm -hmm. And then you roll a second D6 to select the row. So you always have a nice little combination of, of things to play with, right? You set up your objective markers. Objective markers are weird in this one. They change the objective marker size every game and it annoys the shit out of me. 40K is what? A 40 mil base plus three inches i think age of sigma yes. is 12 inch yeah. uh, diameter mm-hmm. uh and this one is what a whatever oh the God. size of those flimsy yeah. objectives is no, i haven't actually looked at I, one. it's I, actually t- uh, capturing capturing um it's the marker plus three inches i, I think it's i think it's ac- it's actually a 32 mil is of course it is there. Of course, yeah. thirty-two mil plus. Why three do you inches. think you roll three dice? You only roll two. GW, why? Why? 
Why do? Why does your first do roll determines which chart. Your second roll determines. I, which I, I use two d six. Yes, two d six. Um, you stop your, and then what makes this really fun is that you get secondary objectives. Yes, they are random. You roll two d six and you choose one. I believe correct. Uh, hold on. Yeah, you reroll oh, duplicates until you get two unique. Oh no, two. Oh, you choose one. Choose one. Yeah, you, you choose, choose one. one. Yeah, you have and to have two secret. unique, and then you get to choose yep, one. Yep, and they are secret, and they do absolutely play very different. So you can you have your primary objective for the mission. You have your secondary objective for the mission, and then what's really cool. Like this is, I know I keep saying that, but what's really cool, you also have your reserves and stuff on the side, capturing objectives. This is where it gets interesting because Titans, I'll go backwards, have zero tactical strength, absolutely jack shit. They do not capture objectives. They shouldn't be capturing objectives in the first place. I mean, if your fat Titan is on top of that objective marker, I mean, sure, he can actually block people from getting to it, which is actually quite funny, but he doesn't hold it at all. Knights are one, vehicles and super heavies are two, cavalry and walkers are three, and infantry are five. So a single infantry base can hold that. Now, when I say hold an objective, this is also where it gets kind of cool. They have auto-sticky objectives in this game. Once you hold that objective, you hold it. That's it. It's done, right? Yes. You can actually leave that objective in order to go get another objective. Now, what's interesting is the only way an opponent can take an objective from you is if they have double the amount of tactical strength on there. They have to have double. So what this means, if you're infantry, for example, you have one infantry base on that objective and someone has two Bane Blades on that objective, you still have that objective because it's five to four. They would literally need 10 tactical strength to rip that objective away from you. Which is why yeah, infantry when, is so... Oh, go ahead. Well, let's just say, when contested. So, in other words, objectives have memories of whose side they're on, but not memories of the strength that took them. So yes. Oh, you, no, 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 yeah. yeah. If so it's if an empty leave, objective... I can take it with anything. Also, the other thing make sure, make exactly. sure we're Except sure... Oh, yeah. Titans, I meant, like, objectives in the middle. Yeah. Titans can take objectives as long as there's no enemy. If you have models there, they're allowed to take it. Oh, okay. You only reference tactical strength in opposition. Got it. Other, yeah. The things that can never take objectives at all are things that fly. Yeah. But your Titan is, if your Titan is the only thing there, it is your objective. But oh, if God. anything shows up, no matter what, from the opponent's side, it becomes their objective immediately. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they, spe- they, they, they call this out that essentially you only look at the number when you actually need Got to determine okay. who's winning. Who's controlling it. Yep. Um, yeah, and that's kind of it. The missions are the missions. They are varied, which is hella interesting, actually. Yeah, we'll they, talk they about missions another day. Exactly. They came with 12 missions. The secondaries are interesting. And then you get to the two base armies. You have your Legion of Stardis and your Solar Ox. I'm not going to go into each one, obviously. Nope. The Legion of Stardis do have their 18 legions. So depending on the legion you choose, you get a certain something. What kind of sucks? Here's some are much better than others. No, it's not that. No, that is true. Oh, that is true. More to say, some are not even used yet. White scars. White scars is absolutely insanely scary. Plus one to jinx save. Where are the bikes? (laughs) 
That's that. That's the problem. Where are the land speeders? So their legion rule does literally jack. Oh, where's where are the planes? Which have jig saves. The only plane that's out right now for purchase is the Thunderhawk. That's it. Yeah, for space so, marines, it is. Yeah, for space marines. So literally, their entire army rule is useless. Now, when you get bikes and land speeders with their jig five up now becoming jig four up, now you're going to have a very, very, very big problem. But until then, it's kind of like meh. Um, but yeah, well, each legion has their own special thing, which is kind of cool, actually. Some are useless, some are good. What does Solar Ox have? Because I'm going to be honest, I haven't looked at them at all. So Solar Ox is different. So legions work by you have one of your 18 and all. The way Solar Ox works, all Solar Ox works the same as that way. Solar Ox, for every 1,500 points you're allowed to uh, they have a few special rules one is close formation fighting so if you have um, solar ox infantry that are in base contact with other solar ox infantry your calf goes up by one keep oh. in mind if you're garrisoning a structure you count as in base with all the units inside oh god and you get calf for it being garrisoning the structure in the first place. yes so essentially get a little bit <laughs> extra there um the idea is Solar Ox have to essentially issue orders to a certain extent. You either have a normal commander or you have a tank commander. So if you're a tank-style company, you get tank commanders. You are allowed one legate commander in every 1,500 points. Otherwise, you can take the variety of other things. The big thing is you have to take a look at is essentially if they have um, their command rule. So like the legate commander's rule is 10 inches. The tactical command unit is six inches. If they have detachments within that distance, they can issue them orders. It's through what they call chain of command. So it says detachments, the chain of command or special rule can only be issued in advance order unless told otherwise. If an independent unit contains only models with the rule, then it can be given an order and all of that. So. Um, oh, this is interesting. Okay. Yeah, you have so to be within they, their HQ yep. range. So someone did play this wrong on a battle report. And oh, I'm, I'm sure they did. No, 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 no. It wasn't like it hurt them in the long run because they thought, so th they looked at their last rifle tertio. It has chain of command. So you yes. can only give them advance unless they're close by. Uh, Ogrins and Valatars do, do, do not have chain of command. No. So I was, he said, I can't issue a ch uh, charge because I wasn't within 10 inches. And I yeah. was like. Grill Mentors Games. Yeah, he got that wrong. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, that's, yep. you knew who I was talking about. Yep. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, you could charge the ogres, which are absolutely terrifying, by the way. Um. Oh my God, dear it, God in heaven. It, it would be ogres would be useless if they had chain of command. Yes. Because that means they'd have to be, remember. You're only allowed one legate per every fifteen hundred points, and he's got the ten inch bubble, which still isn't that much if your guys are marching up the field. Most of your tanks have chain of command. Most of your general style infantry have chain of command. That means that, say, your tanks, if you put your tanks at the far ends and there's no one around to give them orders, then your tanks should just get advanced fire. Your tanks can't do first fire unless someone tells them to do so. So you do need to be careful with both your HQ units and you have to put your HQ units near them. That's what we get. So we get a bit of a buff in close combat. And then we get a detriment. If you're not close to your leaders, you're not allowed to do other things unless. What chain of command again is only on the. It's I on, saw it was most on the stuff. rapier batteries, rapier batteries, which want to so be close to commander. Your anyway. regular tertios have it. Yeah. It's easier to tell you what doesn't. Ogrins do not. Veltari do not. Um, 
probably some of the tanks. Your your tarantula battery doesn't, but that makes sense. <laughs> your um, heavy sentinels do not. They have forward deploy. They do not have it. Everything else, and um, your flyers are not, of course, but everything else is. So, like, your Bane Blades are chain of command. Are they? Yes. Your vehicles are oh. chain of command. You got to tell the vehicle what to do. Yeah, all the vehicles are automatically chain of command. So that's where you do have to be careful. Now, like I said, now you can take lesser HQs that have a shorter bubble. So you just, you're going to, this is an army where you're going to be filling up your HQs. Whatever your formation allows, points are cheap, fill all your HQ to the slots, whatever you're allowed. It's often only like one, but you might, this might be an army where you want to take additional formations just so you can get a couple more HQ choices because you're going to need them. Um, like every one of them allows one HQ. You're probably going to try and take multiple of these cohorts when you have the right pieces to be able to get extra HQs. Like in my base, like not even 3K list, my like 1,000 to 1,500 point list, I run the sub, the auxiliary sub cohort and the armored company. And both of them have an HQ choice. That gives me some bubbles. So this is something where that's something to keep in mind. You need to take your HQs and need to take as many as you can. So at high points levels at 3000 points, I think for solar ox, you're going to see a lot, a lot of formations, especially when we get more in the future. But right now at 3000 points, I'd be taking at least three, probably four formations, maybe five. If I could fit it in. Actually, in my 2000 point in my 2000 point list, yeah. I actually have five formations, uh, four, it's two demi companies, a predator, uh, armored company, and a, mm. and a Titan sport. Yeah, I actually have four, and about three thousand. I think I went up to five. Then I'm I would not, be looking not, at minimum five, yeah. probably six. Oh yeah, it's not that I'm taking minimum. I am b- busting them out. No, with, like, no support I, I, I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. That you're probably, and right now we're we're some of the choices just aren't there. Um, exactly. Some of them was it one of them requires like certain types of support and stuff like that, or like lights that you just don't have right now. Exactly. Like Space Marines. Art, if it says like artillery, you don't have artillery. Or Vanguard. No, yeah, no Vanguard. Vanguard. That's the other thing. Like You don't have Vanguards. We actually do. So if one of your things required Vanguard as a compulsory, you're actually even not allowed to take it. So. All right. Um, that's a brief overview of the game. Some of our thoughts on it. Let's go into more of just any other particular things of what you think of the game currently. Stuff. So, as like I said, we haven't played it yet. So any, not necessarily hot takes or things that you believe, and then we'll see if we still follow it later. Like, um, do you feel you got to take a bunch of planes? You actually know. So okay. I was, so I was so scared of planes, right? Okay. But I feel like it's going to be the 30 K thing of, all right, planes can be super scary. A Xiphon is super scary, even in 30 K. But then I'm like, okay, I have Sakarans that are not anti-air, but they are tracking so they'll still hit the planes on sixes, but they're re-rolling with four shots each. And I have four Sakarans. Does it worry like, you the the way in which planes shoot where they have a lot of ways to like shoot before things and all of that? Yeah, kind of it's stuff? I, I was worried, and then I'm like, I could I the all the problem is I don't have anti-air yet. The big anti-air are, are like your tarantula battery. Uh yeah. What are they called for legions? They're not called tarantulas, are they? It should be they a tarantula, tarantula battery, yeah. Yeah, that's so that's our, our major AA is not available yet. Which is fine because also our 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 planes are missing essentially. Um, 
I think the big fear, the number one fear I had was void missiles. But to be honest, in 3,000 points, you can really only fit two Reavers. I don't wait. No, you can't even fit two Reavers. Because Reavers are, what, 415? They're like 415. No, no. So you can't fit you two can Reavers. Fit two that's Reavers, 830. Yeah. That's two That's two void missiles that can wipe out essentially two detachments immediately. So if you have two Bane Blade detachments, they are just gone. Which does feel... It almost forces you wanting you to make min-sized detachments so that doesn't happen. Because if or you take you just a don't detachment... play against like, the guy who's bringing nothing, a whole bunch of war missiles. Hold on. True. And it's only two of them, but two of them can literally kill you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. War missiles just... No, that'll get factor rotted, honestly. Maybe, hopefully. Um, but other than that, like, I was... Again, I was reading the rules of watching the battle reports, and so far, I've literally had no... Like, people were complaining, oh my god, Karenite Orgrins are so powerful. They get 3d6, and they get Furious Charge, and I'm like, okay. And they save on sixes. Yeah, shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> Put if a you legion, save on sixes... Them- <laughs> And they're expensive. In terms of this game, they're expensive. It's four bases for 50 points. That's actually expensive in this game. I'm like, shoot them. Yeah. Let them chew through a Legion squad. Oh, no. I lost the Legion squad. Oh, you're parked in front of my Predators? Eat heavy bolters. Yeah. Like, I I think people complain too quickly, and then it settled down after people started playing the games. Yeah, I, I don't, don't have any, like, There's nothing takes. I see that's too strong. Yeah, the well, the warp missile is the one. The warp missile is the one that's like, yes. and the only reason, by the way, it's strong. By the way, just to point this out to people who are not listening, the warp missile um, does the amount. You roll as many dice as models you can see. What was funny is if people took two warhounds in a, in a detachment, that would mean, or I'm no, sorry, people took a warhound. You used to be able to roll as many dice as you had wounds left. So if you had two warhounds as a squad, you used to roll. I believe it was. I think they're eight wounds. So it was like sixteen. Point is, no, no a warhound's like three or four. Three. Wounds. So you used to roll six dice yeah. each, doing three damage. It, it was insanity. Now it's one dice to hit a titan. That's it. The problem is it's still like one die for every tank you see, and Bane Blades are like they're, they're thick. Very big. I don't know. Did you build did you build a bit? Yeah, yeah, they're in the front of the house, but yeah, they're big. Ah, uh, they're very okay, big. I was gonna say show. They're big. So they're not very easy to hide. So I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, if I see like someone with six how many Bane Blades can you take? Let me see here. Let me open this. This thing. I love this. I love this. I know Dave will put it as a yeah, what's it called? As a, a show note. As a uh, yeah, shared note thing. This is probably the best. I'll do a solar auxilia armor. It's like four it's probably... you can take. I think it's six. Hold on. No, I don't think it's six. Super heavy tank squad is what it's called. Yeah, so it's super heavy tank squad. Oh, it's it's not technically, you can take it in different formations. You can take six. Oh, you can take six? Okay. Only three ninety. Four ninety. Four ninety for four ninety. Okay. Which is not bad. But if I see actually that's not bad at all. Jesus Christ. Six Bane Blades or six Shadow Swords for four ninety? <laughs> God. Um Anyway, so, but if I see all six Bane Blades, I am rolling six dice on a two up doing three damage. So that's five of those Bane Blades. Uh, Bane, the, can't speak today. Five of those Bane Blades dead. Yeah. Which is really not a good feel. So No, but that's that just means one... you just don't bring that. There you go. Exactly. That's literally the one. This is my 40K brain. There's my whack 40K brain speaking on that. That's instantly what I saw is like, oh, God. This is bad. But again, we're talking about people who want to play Epic, people who probably play Heresy already. They're usually not whack anyway, so I have no issues with this already. Simple, you know what I mean? If you're going to a tournament, yeah. that's one thing. If you're not doing it in a tournament, talk to your opponent. If they're bringing something that destroys half your army instantly, don't bring that. Exactly. There you Please go. don't. 
Um, but like I said, I, I have yet to see something that's like ridiculous. I saw like in one battle report where the Ogrins were hiding the building because he was going to charge out of that building, mm. right? And the opponent goes, okay. I remembered from last game where the Ogrins destroyed like a quarter of my army because I let them. I'm just going to tear down the building. Yep. And he did. And he he killed, I think, like five of the bases when the building fell. So it's like there's ways to play. And I kind of like that. And, you know, the secondaries change it up. Honestly, I'm really excited for this game. I'm I this is probably and I hate to say this early because I haven't played a game yet. But I listen, I love 40k. People I'm looking at this seriously. I love 40k, don't get me wrong. I love 40k. But not really. Like 40k is a fun game. <laughs> let me let, let me tell you how much I love it. I don't really love it. No, no, it's it's okay. So it's a game of convenience, not a game of love. Okay. Right? People play it around me. I can find games easily. I'm not always enjoying the game that I'm playing, right? It can it can be fun, but the way it's built, the way it's scored, mm. it's not fun. I don't know if that makes sense, right? It's just Age of Sigmar, for example, much fun, much more fun game because of how wacky it can be. I don't mind losing in that game. And I've gotten my ass handed to me in Sigmar all the time. Still have fun in that game, right? Gotrek runs in the middle and gets down by clan rats. Meanwhile, Two turns ago, he killed two magma droths, you know? Yeah. Um, Battletech is still at number one because Battletech is the perfect game, period. You can't change me on that. Epic, when I was a kid, right? The reason Epic, BFG, and AT were my... And I should say kid because I was like 10 years old, 11 years old, 12 years old. The reason this appealed to me was because one... You know, BFG was big, big, stupid, big fucking ships <laughs> in the middle of space, play, naval battles in space. So yeah. easy, done, check off that. But that was an alternate activation. That was I go, you go. Epic and AT. AT I didn't really get into, by the way, when I was a kid. It was more of like I had a Titan and I would play whenever as like a, a side on. Mm. But Epic was my main gig because as much as I loved 40K, even as a kid, I played third edition and I loved third edition. It's still one of my favorite editions to this day. The the black book with the black Templars on it. Still one of my most favorite editions of all time. When it started hitting fourth and fifth edition, I was very much less impressed. So I stayed with Epic because it was very much, you know, alternate activations. It, it was Epic Armageddon. So you could, I didn't have to play Tau at 28 millimeter. I could play Tau at freaking, you know, six millimeter, you know? It was just, it was such a good game. And I'm when, when I was, worried about this game because you know when i heard it was being released i'm like uh it's gonna be gw has like a 50 50 shot of doing a shit job or doing a really good job of doing this right and from someone who has played second edition armageddon and epic armageddon i look at these rules and again i haven't played a game yet so this is that disclaimer but i look at these rules and i'm just excited to play it yeah. like i i'm looking at this like i don't care if i lose I want to just blow up entire detachments of Marines or I want someone else to take the Marauder bomber and drop fire bombs on like 50 Marines. And I don't care if it's my side. I want to see melt, you know, it's stuff like that. Seeing like mass warfare on that level, that scale, it's just so much stupid fun. Yeah, It is. It's so much dumb fun. You know, you lose a base and it's literally, you're losing five dudes, you know, <sighs> anyway, so, so just, yeah. it highlights that point. I said that, you know, part of it is part of your thrill. I'm not saying it's not a good game, but part of your thrill is because it also reminds you of what you did in your childhood and, and yeah. you know, that sort of time frame and all, which makes sense. 
Overall, though, I do think it does look like a very good game. I think, in terms of hot takes, I think you absolutely want planes. Uh, the Space Marine planes are better, but I think Solar Ox wants them as well. Arvis Lighters uh, can look fine in them. No, they're hold better. Hold on. Hold on. I'm going to just really quick. We can, I'm going to spend only two minutes on this. I would disagree with you because if I look at the Xiphon, right? Xiphon is, oh, I, sorry, I'll keep that open because I literally opened up to your Solar Ox somehow automatically. Literally to the via, literally to the airplanes immediately. Page like 193. That's hilarious. Xiphon is 95 points, right? You get two of them. Yeah. Still only one wound, three up save. What's For the 95 chip? points, you get two? Yeah, 95, you get two. All right, that's really um, good. Jink five up, interceptor. It's got two dice, last cannons. These are what? Hit on a four, AP one, accurate, so you can reroll the hits. Anti-tank, Skyfire. And then the rotary missile launcher, same thing, Skyfire tracking, four plus negative one. Just okay. not accurate. Then I look at your, where's your? Which one do you want to look at? The lightning. Okay. I own those. So I own six. Lightning is 85 points. So it's for one. 10 less. No, for two. No. Vehicle parentheses two. That's size of the vehicle. Detachment size is how many. Oh, okay. So sorry. I was detachment size one. Apologies. Apologies. I keep forgetting. That's one thing I confuse always. Yeah. um, So we're both ones. Just keep in mind when you look at it. Yeah. Next to the type on the left side, you'll see type parenthesis a number. Yeah, that is the size of the thing of what it is. So a vehicle two on the left side, like a Kratos, that means it is a size two vehicle. The right size tells you how many are in the detachment. So you are ten points less. Same level of jink, by the way. Your light lightning uh, last cannon is. The exact same, you lose accurate, so you don't get re-rollable last cannons. Which, which is a, a big difference. That is big, but whereas I just get the Skyfire tracking missile launcher, you have your choice of bomb clusters, Sky Strike missiles, Hell Strike missiles. Now, Hell Strike missiles are actually not bad. Holy shit. Yes. <laughs> They're actually, actually very, oh, very good. Holy crap. Okay. You have Sky Strike missiles, which are also very scary. Actually, I think your, yours are better than mine. Huh. So fun fact, my missile launcher is Skyfire and tracking. Two shots, four up to hit, negative one, right? Yours, and only 24 inches, by the way. Yours is 30 inches, two shots. So you get, what, six more inches? Six more inches on me. Mm-hmm. Still four and negative one, but you get armor bane on one, which I don't get, and you get anti-tank on the other, which I don't get. Yes. So, so, so if we compared those ships, yeah. we could sit and say, hey, this one, here's the ways in which it's better, things like that. So Other part is always yeah. related to a save, of course. I think the 10-point difference to save more makes up for that. I think overall yeah. the Space Marine ones are probably just a bit stronger, and that might just be related to their, to their thing. Also, keep in mind that if you have different rules, they might apply to them and all. True. Um, if you're playing White Scars, that, that Xiphon fighter is now in a, a pain in the ass because it's got a four object. Yeah, but I mean, like, okay, so pound for pound, that particular one, we can make that sort of arrangement. But also, if we go pound for pound, we have nothing that competes with a Thunderhawk. Very true. Yet. Wait, do Solarzilla have a big boy chance? Nope. Nothing more than one. I'm trying to think of 30K. Oh, in actuality, they do. Yeah. Do they? No, I don't think so. uh, Maybe not. They probably got something. But, like, you have it. None of ours get yours are all three up saves. All Some of ours Mm. are much worse saves. You have a two up save, two wound Thunderhawk. So it's like, I think overall, we probably bring more 
air firepower, you bring yeah. the stronger air firepower. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't think so. I'm just thinking, Laura, I don't think Solar Rocks have a Thunderhawk of Gwaelit. No, I know they use Arvis. Yeah, true. That's also true. No, the Arvises are but, little tiny guys. Oh, yeah, are, those, the Arvis. Argus? Arvis? Arvis lighters. Arvis lighters, yeah. Yeah, there, there are flying Winnebago's. Um, but <laughs> they, they're, they're they, have the as, they have as much armor as a Winnebago as well. Uh, roughly, yeah. <laughs> they're also Forge World uh, and I don't own any. So. No, they're. Didn't the Reeboks make them plastic? No, the Reeboks made them a Forge World resin tube kit. Ah. They're resin. Yeah, they're not. They're not plastic. Huh. Yep. Um, I think you're going to see air either way. I think you absolutely should bring air, no matter what. One, yep. it eats up points nicely. Two, it is very, very good. It's part of the game. You do need a lot of terrain for this. You absolutely want to have buildings you can go into. Yeah. You should be pretty dense on this. If you are able to see units and firing down the board constantly with nothing in the way, you're playing the game wrong. Uh, but um, overall, I'm very excited to play this game. I do think. I, will, hmm? I, I was just gonna say I will find. I there. I gotta find the build. I know I put the building somewhere. That's not a good sign that I said that. By the way, that's well, all right. We'll find them later. It's okay. No, no. Do, do you know the you know the Titanic buildings I'm talking about, right? Yes. The ones that came uh came with, not came, destroyed yes. and destroyed. Yeah, the Civitas. I can't remember. I cannot remember. Oh no! You're talking about the ones you got from. Uh... Not these, not these. Yeah, no, no, no. You're talking about the ones you bought separately. Yeah, the ones that you can build them. They might be at the store. They can... No, I think I left them in the garage. Oh, okay. You have to look there because I know the last time oh, I saw them were at the store, store upstairs. But that was a might... long time ago. Oh, they right. They might be in the store upstairs. That's I would. I would take a look just to be sure. Yeah. But overall, um, I think we're both. Very excited about the game. I have plenty more work to do. I'm not nearly as excited right now about painting more of these guys. It just takes time. There's a lot of them. Honestly, between clipping them out and doing all that kind of stuff, that just takes a lot of the time. Painting them is actually pretty easy. Um, like I said, I put them on popsicle sticks, just been painting them up. So I have plenty of guys, but I have a whole nother box of infantry I haven't opened yet. I'm probably going to paint them on the sprue, and I'm going to get to them at some point when I feel I can afford the sanity hit that I'm taking. Because I have like 10, 10 popsicle sticks full of infantry. And there's a lot of them. So I have plenty more of that to do. But um, we'll have to figure out when we can play several games. If, if they have this online, we might be able to do they that do. faster. Oh, hold on. I should also do post that Do they have a current link. one? Yes, they do. TTS just released for Solar Ox and Marines. Okay. Uh, damn it. Where did I find it? Oh, this is going to drive me up the actual wall. That's all right. Find that. But yeah. I think I want to play with them in person, but we might be able to get something like that done faster to at least start trying some stuff out. Oh, absolutely. And then we can get some in-person playing. Because obviously in-person playing always lags. We didn't get sent anything early. Although I'm supposed to, at PAX, I talked to the guy who at the GW booth who is good friends with the one who handles this stuff. So he's supposed to like tell him like, hey, get back to these guys. So I'm hoping. I don't know, but I'm hoping because if we get stuff ahead of time, then we could have actually been having this stuff out day one. So we're, we're behind the eight ball, but we're getting there. How do I send this to you? I just found it. Just send it to me through the discord. Uh, just send me the webpage. Link. That's a, I guess you know, I just, I guess I just copy text. Yeah, just copy okay, and paste right. it to the discord. I'll grab yep, it out yep, of there. Yep, 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 That's yep, easiest. Yep. I found it. Here's one. Uh, but right. yeah, no. So someone did do it for TTS. Which Good. Is so we can also get some games into there just so that way we can get some games in you know, pretty quickly yep. as we, you know, build up and then start switching to in-person once we have everything put together. So, 
Anything about it else for this moment? Honestly, try it out. I, again, this is, yeah. I haven't played a game yet, but from what I've read, like I said, I'm the, I'm so. Well, it's simple. You know, you're going to like it. Yeah. Because it, it reminds, it, it, the rules really didn't change from second edition with the exception of a couple things. Um, and honestly, like it's, it's guys, it's teeny tiny people. Like, listen, I know 30 K is great. 28 mil is great, but God damn, you can feel literally if you want What is it? How much was, um, six Bay blades, three ninety. Guys, if you want, something, you can, but yeah, whatever you can it was. field 18 Bane Blades on the field, and that doesn't even break. Oh, no, it does break. It barely breaks a 1,000 points. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, for Christ's sake, 18 Bane Blades. Why? Is it good? Who knows? Is it hilarious? Absolutely. Like, yeah. this is a game that is looks great, feels great, and honestly, I can't wait to play it with more people. The other part of interest... Because there's always the complaint of there's essentially two armies. They will put other pieces out. They're not going to do oh, yeah. Xenos, realistically. If this goes, no. They'll do Mechanicum. Mm. Um, obviously, they won't be support. Mechanicum will be Mechanicum as an army. I believe that Custodes will probably come out, but they will only be support. If they come out as their own army, I'll be surprised. I'll also buy it. Um, but, um, yeah, just... Damn. But... But but the other nice part is if you're part of any of it's at least on the Facebook groups. I don't know about the other groups, but there are people who have already put out rules for Eldar and Orcs. Yes, and they already oh, we have should probably post that too. Stuff like that. So if you're a person who had them from the past or has them in other ways, you can absolutely give it a shot. Like the was, community support, you're going to want to see be big for this to add in to give people those other options. Honestly, I was going to say it's Eldar Orcs and I think someone else too, which is kind of interesting. There might be. I remember those ones. There might be something else as well. So if you have those sort of interests, they're absolutely around. Um, I'll post them up in spots when I find them. I, I know I've seen them in passing. Um, I don't have those armies, so I wasn't really worried about it. I do kind of wish they had done it more in the 40K setting to an extent, just so you could get more of these Xenos type stuff. But maybe they're doing this now. And hey, if it goes well, then they'll do actual Epic again in like the 40K setting. Because yep. they could transfer all this stuff over easily. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for us tonight. Like I said, we wanted this to be sort of our, our first taste and discussion of it. We will be doing some videos both when we play games. We'll be doing some learn-to-play videos, some actual play videos, all kinds of stuff. We just got to make sure everything is painted. Although, if it's on TTS, we can start doing that a little bit early just to be able to get some games in while I get things painted up. But like I said, over the next about another week or so, my schedule opens up entirely. Although I do have to learn R in terms of programming for data analysis. Ew. Uh, we're, <laughs> computer science is going to be offering a degree in data um, data, data analysis or data analytics and stuff like that. So they need some stat courses offered for it. We're handling that. So I have to learn R first. It'll sense. be fine. It's like a short certificate from Harvard to go through and all. So I'll be doing that over my winter break. But um, as always, we do want to thank everyone who does listen or watch. If you're watching, I didn't really have anything else to show. So you see us are much larger than we normally are. Um, I don't know what we're doing next. We're probably have at least another episode or so before the year ends. Because I know, at least for me, I'd like to get something else out. I know a few other things I'm doing. But in terms of the mainline episodes, we'll probably have at least one more before the year ends. And then we'll probably take maybe the house a little bit off. We'll see. It doesn't make a difference to me because I'm off of work. So I can do whatever, whenever. Um, but I know at least, you know, that last week when Christmas falls and all, we might miss that one. Or maybe I'll get something else in the can ahead of time to be able to pump out for that week in case you're traveling for the holidays. 
Um, remember, you can find us, you can reach out to us through email, trainkickersnj at gmail.com. We have our Discord, Facebook. Um, those are really the main sort of ways. We have all those sort of options. If you're enjoying our content and you want to support us, we do have our Patreon, although I say it's the holiday season. You have some local charities, go to them first, maybe in the new year with your flush new uh, new year money. Then if you wish to help support us, it is always appreciated. We don't lock anything behind it. Um, we might put some little things behind it. Maybe if we do some stuff that we don't, um, I don't want to necessarily edit for the main thing, we'll put it there. But currently we don't. I'd like to do something special for the people who do support us. So I don't know what yet, but I'd like to be able to do more special things for them as well, just as an appreciation. It's never expected. It's always appreciated, but never expected. Um, remember, if you are looking for stuff related to Conquest, we do have a discount code. It's Train Kickers. Um, all that's always listed at the bottom. So if you're looking to pick up some Conquest stuff, and right now is a great time to do so because they're still running really, really good bundles that if I didn't have to have bought a new car, I absolutely would have picked up the 100 Kingdoms one because it's all horses all day. And I love that idea. But I had to get a new car, and that's like a car payment. It's less than a car payment for the way cars are now. Cars are super expensive right now. It's terrible. But I needed one. So um, I said for other things to expect, I have a few other things. I want to do some PAX discussions. I have some board game reviews that I want to do that's probably going to fall into the new year just because the holiday season gets crazy. But once all that stuff kind of flattens out, we're going to have a whole lot of other things. Um, I think that is everything. What we're doing next, we might do more of this if we have something done. If not, then we will probably, probably, we'll probably start the special characters thing in the new year because I don't want to have to take like a multi-week break in case we do take a break for holidays. So we might do more of this. We might do one off of something else. Who knows what? We'll figure it out. Um, uh, see, Steve is typing something, but he's not going to type faster than I close out the show. I was waiting to see if he said something interesting. He's not. <laughs> That's fine. His loss. All right. Now, on behalf of everyone here at the show, then, has a good hobby and some great gaming.